This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. Everybody, welcome back to the End in Mind podcast. I have an awesome host with me here today. Guests, excuse me. <laughs> it's been a day. But this is Karina. She is the owner of The Knitted Bell, right? And that's your boutique. I just want to kind of let you introduce yourselves to our listeners and tell us more about what you do because I'm super excited for today's episode. Oh my gosh. So I have my online boutique. I started in 2013. I called Knitted Bell Boutique. And in 2019, I decided to start coaching. I actually listened to a random podcast and she said, you know, go to my website if you're interested in having a coach. And I thought, huh, okay, I'm going to see what this whole coaching thing's like. I've never had one. So I went and she said, you should start teaching women to do what you did. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh, so people would actually want to learn like what I did, because I didn't think it was that big of a deal at the time. And it was like, I'd been so busy, I hadn't really stopped to look at what I had accomplished. So in 2019, I started coaching ladies, and what is now the Ecom Academy, where I take ladies, some ladies, I'm starting from complete scratch, like they have no business experience, a lot of them are tech savvy, And then other ladies, they're already selling, but they're not hitting the goals that they want to hit. And so teach them how to scale. I am obsessed with that. (laughs) I'm actually (laughs) transitioning to offering coaching too. So I love that you like went all in and that's so inspiring because I think a lot of the times, exactly how you said, we don't even realize everything that we've done and like all the knowledge that we have to offer. So when someone kind of points it out, it's like, oh yeah, I can do that. You know? Yeah. I didn't know it was a thing. 
Actually, I mean, like online coaching, what in the world? I had gotten my master's degree thinking that I would teach maybe a business course at the local junior college. I had no idea that I could teach so many more people just from my home office. That's great. And it's such a great other source of income too, which we'll kind of get into like later on in the episode. And I guess that that's kind of my first question. Like, how did you get even into Knitted Bell in the beginning? You know, was it always a passion of yours or were you just kind of ready for something new? You know, Um, like what were you doing before? Just tell us a little bit about your journey. Oh my gosh. So I bought my first business in 2003 and it was a donut franchise which I still own, lamars.com, everybody, L-A-M-A-R-S.com. And they're kind of a Kansas City icon. If you're from Kansas City, you know Lamars. So I still have that store 19 years later. Um, And what was funny is everyone told me that I couldn't do it at the time. I think there was maybe one person that was like, oh yeah, that might work. And so if I had listened to all those people, I would not have, I would not be where I'm at today. I literally just told them you're wrong. I was only 26. I had no credit. I had no money, (laughs) no experience running a business. I just had the passion and I wanted it bad. And so I worked on my business plan for two months and I got the loan. I got the SBA loan. And at the time I was in getting my master's degree and my professor for entrepreneurship said, nobody gets SBA loans. Like 99% of them, you know, don't get approved. And I remember walking in and I said, I actually got an SBA loan, so you're wrong. And it was so funny. And he invited me to be on the panel after that. So after I graduated, I got to go back and sit on the panel and evaluate people that were trying to graduate with their MBAs. And I got to evaluate their business plans and things that they'd worked all semester on. So it was really, really awesome. At the time, I was super excited that I had actually shown him that it was possible. Uh, After that, I I got a little greedy. I had this goal to just own an empire. And I never really stopped to think, is this a good idea? I just kind of jumped in, my husband and I, and we started buying businesses that were already running. And so we spent seven figures of our cash on it. And turns out they weren't good investments. We had some big thefts. Um, We had an employee steal $80,000 worth of product from us in one month. And we didn't know until the vendor called and said, hey, you guys must be selling a lot of that product because like you bought way more than usual this month. And I said, what are you talking about? Um, It was actually our manager. So he had purchasing power and everything. So we ended up losing. We ended up Um, in 2013, losing everything. We lost our house because it was tied up in the loans. We lost our businesses. Um, The only thing that that we kept was the donut shop. At the time I was selling real estate. My husband had an IT company. We had an auto repair shop, a daycare and the donut shop. It was too much, right? So what I learned from that is, well, I learned a lot, but a main takeaway is that you need to not I always thought multitasking was a good thing. And I learned that it's really not, you need to focus if you're going to be good at something and not half do, you guys know what I mean? Not half do everything. You you can't do, give 10% to 10 businesses, right? And have them be successful. You need to pick two maybe and focus. So 
after that, I mean, I almost had a nervous breakdown. My husband, I'm surprised we're still married. It was a horrible time in our lives. One of the lowest points I've ever been in. And I remember sitting in my office. We had actually just bought a house right before all this happened and sitting in my office and thinking, what in the world am I going to do now? You know, I, I feel like there's still more in me, but I don't know what. And so I went looking because I have a degree in uh, computer information systems, which is programming. I of course went online and I'm looking, I know I don't want to work for someone else because my personality type, I've been fired from jobs for being too opinionated on their processes. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Could you please leave so I can run my business? You know, I mean, I have, cause I get so passionate about it. So anyway, I knew I couldn't work for someone else. And so I was doing research and I, my husband and I had done modeling back when we were younger. Um, I actually met him at the car wash. I saw him from across the street and I was like, oh my gosh. And I went over there and he invited me to be come interview at his modeling agency that he was with. And oh my gosh, the funniest story ever. <laughs> so I'd always been into fashion, right? But um, I didn't even know boutiques existed. I had no idea. And so when I found this boutique, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is totally me. This is, I love clothes. I can never find anything I like at the store. I have an IT degree, so I, I can like put together the store. And the only problem was I didn't really have any money at the time because <laughs> yeah. we had literally just lost everything. We had to take bankruptcy. We had no money. So I started with $200 and I turned it into seven figures in sales. So yeah, I'll never forget sitting at the kitchen table and my husband's like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm thinking about, <laughs> I hated to say it out loud, thinking <laughs> about starting an online boutique. And he's like, what, what is a boutique? And what are you thinking? You know, we had just been to the bottom. <laughs> yeah. You're starting another business. What are you thinking? And so that's how I got into the boutique world. Crazy, huh? That is amazing. Like, thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing your story because it's so inspiring to hear. Like, I'll be 26 in a few days. So we're recording this on April 20th. So I really resonate with exactly what you're saying. And also, yeah. it puts a stress, like a, a total stressor on any relationship that you're in, especially if you're dating someone and you're having, you know, financial stress. Like we bought our house at the beginning of 2020 and it was very hard on our relationship. I had lost all my clients. Sean yeah. was not making, you know, anywhere of like what we're making now. And it's scary. You know, you're like, am I going to be on the street? Like, I have no clue what's happening next, especially when you're an entrepreneur and the money isn't guaranteed, you know? Oh yeah. Because your paycheck is on your shoulders. I mean, and, and my husband and I, we both worked in the corporate world and I actually got laid off right before I bought my donut shop. And I thought I am never going back. We always laughed. We're like, we will go work at McDonald's before we go work in an office ever again. I just won't do it. I just can't like my, my mind will not function while in a cubicle. So I would literally rather just have like no money than go yeah. <laughs> six figures in an office job. It's yeah. just so uninspiring for me. And I'm sure a lot of ladies, I have a lot of clients that, you know, they have full-time jobs yeah. and I'll be going live or doing a training during the day and they'll be like, okay, I'm at work, but I'm going to listen in, you know, and they'll like secretly listen because they're building their business on the side because 
they want more out of life. And I think that's pretty common these days. 100%. Like all of our listeners feel exactly like that. Even if they're in a corporate position that maybe they like, it's like from home, they want to be working for themselves. I think that it's the greatest gift you can give to yourself. You know, the freedom, the excitement, the personal growth that comes with it. You know, there's nothing. Oh yeah. It's crazy. And that year I was 26. So about your age, we went on eight vacations that year. And I remember, so after I bought the donut shop, my husband, I talked him into quitting his job. He was making like almost six figures and he'd been out of college um, a few more years than I. And I was like, yeah, just quit your job. They're billing him out for over a hundred dollars, but they're paying him like 30 bucks or $26 an hour. And we were doing the math and we're like, what in the world? You're like a worker bee and they're making all the money. You know, this is crazy. And so he quit and started consulting and we went on eight vacations. And I mean, his family, my family, everyone thought we were nuts. Yeah. We were like going to Mexico, going just like all over. Cause it was like, we were free from that. You only get a week's paid vacation life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Like even like my boyfriend, Sean, he just got a new job, but there's like unlimited vacation time. And like to us, that was huge. You know, it is huge. It's great. And he's like kind of in a sales role so he can do it from anywhere. And it's very, you know, able to travel with it and things like that. So I totally resonate with like picking up and traveling. We did that too. We quit our jobs and traveled across Europe before I even launched the business. Um, I love it. It was so fun. And I think amongst those travels, I'm sure you resonate with this too. It's like you pick up on things that you want in your every day. It doesn't have to just be on vacation. You know, you can mm-hmm. feel like that all the time. Oh yeah. And you know, with working for yourself, I can go wherever I want. And now my kids are in homeschool or online school. And so we're like, a, I call us a mobile family. Um, you know, we can go on vacation. No one knows. Cause I'm working from wherever we're at. They're going to school from wherever we're at. So just awesome. Couldn't have even imagined. I know like before all of this, we had no clue, you know, how mm-hmm. much, I guess, freedom we could all have, you know? And I think that that's the one good thing, you know, that came out of all of the past three years, even it's like, we did it, you know, we're creating mm-hmm. the lives that we want, even if exactly like if our listeners, you're not there yet you can still get these roles that are a little bit more flexible as you're building, you know, and still have that joy in your life. Because I think entrepreneurship is a different conversation here, but being able to travel and work is like the number one goal for most of the people, I think, coming out of school right now. You know, they're just ready to do their own thing. They don't want to be locked down to any location. I know. Isn't that interesting? It is, isn't it? It's like so funny because we all like, even me, like when I graduated, that was like not a thing. You like buy a house and you settle down, you know? Like that's Oh, like- I know. I know. It's so different. It's like when you're younger, you're not even, you don't even comprehend how the world's going to change and the opportunities that you're going to have in front of you yeah. that don't exist. Because like when I was in college, the internet came out. So, I mean, like I have my name as my email address because I've had my email address, like since the internet opened, <laughs> you know, <laughs> totally. so like I couldn't comprehend at the time 
how I would end up using my degree in different ways than like now, you know, having a programming background, I can go in and like do anything I want practically for my business because I understand the logic behind it. But at the time I was thinking, okay, I'm going to graduate and go get a programming job somewhere, you know? Totally. That's what I thought too. Like I graduated with a PR degree. It's like, okay, I'm going to go work for an agency or I never thought I would be working for myself. And that's why I admire you so much, like the donut shop and it being, you know, a local like celebrity shop. That's just so fun. And I think that that shows the abundance that you both held even through like dark times, you know, like you still powered through and you kept, you held on to the one that really mattered, you know, at the end. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was the one that, that I always said it was like my child, you know, it's just, it's my baby. I've had it like almost as long as I've had my firstborn. But the thing, the key, I think that you take away from all of this is that you just don't give up for one, like it can get bad, like really, really bad. And you don't give up if it's in your heart, in your spirit, keep trying, you will get through it all, you know, and you will not be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel some days. And you still have to know that there's an end there, you know, and just keep going in the dark, you know, because you will eventually get there. And I think about, you know, how scary it would have been if I had just stopped at the point, the low point and just gotten another job. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be impacting the lives. I wouldn't have realized what I missed out on because it, it wasn't even in my head at the time, what was possible. And so, you know, everybody, if you've got it inside your heart, and that's the other thing, number two, don't let people tell you what, what's in you. Because I think back too about buying the donut shop and everyone thought I was crazy. And all these people of authority were telling me, it won't work. I even went to the SBA, the small business development center at the local college. And I got a free, um, they were given like, you could talk to an attorney and an accountant for free. And I asked their opinions, should I buy this business? And they both said, no. Now, if I hadn't been so strong minded, I would have walked away right at that point. But I thought, you know what? I, I, I understand what you're looking at, but I feel And this is the feel part, right? I feel it inside me that this is what I'm supposed to do, regardless of your professional opinion. Mm -hmm. And here I am 19 years later, still running the donut shop, doing almost a million dollars a year in sales on donuts. You know, everyone laughs when they hear that. Because you think of a donut shop, you think you probably sell like a few donuts. No, we're doing thousands of customers a month come into our shop and, you know, it is insane, you know, and, and it's the, the cool thing is you only sell one product, right? Yeah. We sell donuts. We're not a restaurant. We sell donuts and that's it. Yeah. So you get really, really good at it, right? Because you're not trying to do all these things. You're just making one thing. Yeah. So that is, that's what focus can do. 
That's such great advice, you know, and I want our (laughs) listeners like really take that in because I think it's easy when you start a business to fall in to all of these or you want to do it all. Like that's what I say about certain platforms. It's like, no, if you like Instagram, go all in on Instagram. If you like LinkedIn, go Mm -hmm. all in on LinkedIn, you know, then once you are a few years in, you can hire people to help you post to all those different platforms, but really just use one, you know, at the beginning and go all in on that lead generator because if not exactly you won't be able to build it it's just too much time like spread out you know versus the focus yeah and it's overwhelm and and I am so guilty of this you know if I start thinking about all the things I get overwhelmed and then what do you do you don't take action right overwhelm leads to inaction so Mm -hmm. if you're not taking action on your dream and you're overwhelmed, then you need to, to start focusing more, right? So what's like your next thing? That's all you need to think about. Yeah. Work on the next thing. And then once you get that done, like you said, layer the next thing. I call it layering, you know, okay, let's do this and get really good. And then we'll add another layer. And yeah. that's how I grew the boutique. I literally, I'm okay with being good enough. I don't have to be like great at everything. Right. And so I think that's an awesome quality in me that I'm not a perfectionist because I was able to say, okay, I'll be, I'll be pretty okay at these 10 things. And then I'm going to focus on this one thing and get really good at it. And once I did that, then I said, okay, what's the next thing I'm going to focus on? you know? And so then you just keep building it. So like, I know I'm not doing great at at this one thing and that's okay. Yeah. Because I'm not focusing on that right now and it's good enough. And so that's how you build a seven figure business is okay. It's there. I understand it's important, but it's not for today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such great advice. (laughs) And see, Yeah. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know I knew that at the time. It was just like my way of coping, you know? Oh oh my gosh. And that's another great thing I think to point out, like as you grow, you pick up different coping mechanisms because Mm -hmm. it triggers you or, you know, like things come about and you're like, oh my gosh, money mindset issues. Like I'm having a blah, but (laughs) you have to learn how to cope around that if you want it that badly, you know? And that's why so many small businesses, as we know, fail or don't make it after, you know, a three-year mark, maybe even a two-year mark, because it's just so overwhelming. Like it's a lot on, but when you have that focus, I think that that's just such great advice. Just one day at a time, one thing at a time, because even for myself, like with hiring a team, it became very overwhelming very quickly. And then I realized like the more hours I had them, the less overwhelmed I became, you know? So it's like investing in them gives me more freedom to actually focus on growing it, you know? But it, you right. would, it's the backwards when you first hire them because you're like all stressed about training. Yes, because I hired some VAs and then I was like, it came Monday and they were working and I was like thinking, oh, I need to tell them what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so then right. I got really overwhelmed. Like oh, I'm paying them. I need to tell them what to do. So yeah. stay busy. So it is overwhelming in the beginning until everything kind of evens out. 
yeah, the dust settles, you know, and you're mm-hmm. like, Ooh, and then it ends up being shaken up two weeks later again, something else, you know. That's the thing about business. And like, even with the donut shop this week, you know, mm-hmm. we've had things, there's always going to be something for you to do when you're working for yourself. Yeah. You cannot just leave and go home and enjoy your family time and, and worry about it the next day and go pick up your paycheck on Friday. It's, oh no, like a, a few days ago, actually it was yesterday, our iPad quit working at the donut shop and we use that to check people out. Oh so God. it was locked. It was locked and we could we didn't know the passcode to get in. And so I'm panicking, yeah. you know, it's just random, like life's great. Oh, I get a text. Oh, the iPad's not working. All of a sudden everything's upended you know, you have to stop what you're doing and figure it out right then. And so that's what owning your own business is. But the trade-off is like you said, you get free time, you get freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if you're able to, you know, navigate that in the moment, like I'm sure you guys figured it out and it all ended up being fine, but it's that initial reaction. Like I just had the same thing happen. Like with obviously what I do, it can be like content related. So if we miss an edit on a client's, you know, post that also happened yesterday, it must've been energy because something was off and Uh I started to spiral, you know, like I feel so bad. Obviously I fixed the post get it taken care of. But then after I like feel so much guilt or feel so badly for my client. And that's been something I'm trying to work on, like not sit in the negativity, you know, because as we both know, we'll just bring more negativity. So yeah. And you really have to kind of emotionally detach yourself. Like, you know, you have to like the more strategies you have, the less emotional you have to be because it's oh, this happened. Okay. What do we do when that happens? We do this and it's all already organized and thought out. So you're not like in that panic mode. Like there has never been anything that we could not get fixed. Right. So that's what you go back to like (laughs) days like that. Okay. We figured everything out before we'll figure it out this time. We just need to not panic even though I had people walking in wanting to pay with credit cards and I couldn't take their credit card because my iPad was locked, you know? So we turned it into a positive. Okay. Just give them the donuts, let them place their order and then tell them it's free. So turn it into positive, right? They get free donuts. They're so happy. They're going to come back, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, they'll come back and they'll tell everyone they'll be raving about it. You know? So great. That's such a great way to spin it. And that was like, you know, I'll share my little story too. Cause I tried to spin it. I was like, okay, clearly need more help. You know, I need more support. I ended up hiring my VA for more hours. And I told the client that, you know, so they're aware that we won't make this mistake again. And, but it's definitely spinning it. I love that you mentioned that because it also helps your brain then come back to like, how can I be the problem solver? Cause that's really what a CEO is like at the end of the day, you know, and of course lead generator at times. But once you have people doing that for you, you really become the problem solver. You know, it's like when mm-hmm. things hit the fan, that's when everybody comes to you most of the time. 
You hope they come to you. (laughs) That's a story for another day. Stuff's going wrong and they don't talk to you about it. They try to hide it. Yes. And I'm sure you have had so many experiences like that. Oh, I can only imagine. And that would be like my next question. So how do you work with your clients in the e-com group and how does that kind of play out? You know, I love that you take them like at all different levels and phases. Cause I'm sure some of our listeners have been thinking about starting like online boutiques too. A lot of them are young and really love fashion, you know, if they're kind of mm-hmm. drawn to my brand. So I'm interested to hear how that is working and how does that, you know, play out? Well, it's super, I love it. And um, we have over a hundred ladies in the group. So the, their favorite, I've pulled them, their favorite thing other than like having me as their mentor, because I'm literally like there, if something breaks, if they have a question, if they want to know how to do something, you know, I'm there to support them. And the other favorite thing is the, the Facebook group. We have a private community. And so it's funny because they have become so close, such good friends. It seems like they're from all over the U S the ladies in there, but I will go in and see a post. I check multiple times a day on the, the group, but I'll go in and before I can even say anything, there are already 10 comments of ladies helping for that question. So it is the coolest thing ever. Um, so it includes like online courses. So I've got course material for whatever stage you're at, whatever thing you're focusing on. We do group training. We do a game plan session every month. Where do you want to be? What happened last month? What worked? What didn't? What do you want to see done in the next 30 days? So we're planning it. So we're not just floating through time, hoping for the best. We also do plan your promos. So I create myself. (laughs) It's a a promo calendar. So I give them like, I I usually give about 30 social media post ideas. I give email subject lines and then I give a promo calendar because the idea is to not be having a sale all the time because that's not bargain shoppers are not loyal customers, right? So you don't want to be Walmart because people go to Walmart because it's cheap. And so you want to build a relationship with your customers. You don't want to always be having a sale. And so it's funny because some of the ladies in there, they'll say, I I had one lady, she, she said, Karina, um, I'm doing a live. I'm like in the middle of a live. She said, I pulled a shirt out and someone said they wanted it. And I didn't even tell them how much it was. And I was like, see, You've built your loyal following. That's what you're looking for. And so that all comes from the promo calendar and and the coaching on how to actually grow your business with loyal customers. So we do a lot of work like that. Uh, We do mindset work. A lot of the ladies in the program, fear is a big one. Um, Fear of launching and fear of going live. And those are the two things that we work through regularly. Um, And and it's all about like, what's the worst that could happen? Literally, you just have to feel the fear and do it anyway. And, and the lady that has done the, she's done an amazing job of doing live sales. Mm -hmm. Sheila, she's actually on my podcast and in a couple of interviews, she didn't, she didn't think she'd be that good at it. And, And we really had to work through her doing lives in her first live, only three, three or four people showed up. And now if you were to see her, you would never believe that she, but she kept at it. 
Yeah. So you just have to keep doing it. And so that's a huge part of the Academy is the support. And I thought it was cute. I had, there was one lady that said she wanted to launch, but she was scared she would drown like once she launched and, and it just popped in my head. And I thought, this is so fitting. I said, you actually have a life preserver on because we're not going to let you drown. So no matter what happens, we're not going to let you drown. And so you need to go ahead and jump in the water. (laughs) So push her off the edge. And another cool thing that I offer in the Academy is I'll go in and audit their carts before they make their purchases. So because let's say you have a thousand dollars to invest, I don't want you to spend that on the wrong product and then you're stuck with it. So I have them put their product in the cart and I go in and look at it and make sure it's the right mix of product. It's Mm -hmm. the right type of product for who they say their customer is. Is it the right price point? Because all of those are super important when you're first launching, you have to buy at the right price to be able to sell at the right price to be profitable. So I help them with all of that. And so we've got ladies that are just starting out and we've got, I have a, a, private client that did 200,000 last year oh in God. her store. And she's not even using all the strategies, right? She's just using one strategy. Oh so. my gosh. That is so amazing. Like, and it's wonderful that you audit their carts. I'm obsessed with that. Like that is really important as being like, you know, a social media manager for other small businesses that's invaluable. Like our listeners really need to consider working with you. If, if you are thinking about launching a boutique or some type of, you know, business in that arena, that is amazing information and people don't teach that. So Mm -mm. that's like one of a kind. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like, you know, when I first started coaching ladies, I felt like that was super important because I'm teaching them how to start like ideally with a thousand dollars in inventory. Uh, we don't want to start with more than that because you need to get out and test the market, but a thousand dollars gives you enough. And then I have other strategies I teach on like the mix, like what types of products you want to start with. But it's super important because if you go spend, like I've had ladies um, that come into my world and they've already spent like $5,000 on product and it's not selling and they don't know what to do and they're in panic mode now. So when I meet them, you know, they're like, they're in for five grand. Their husband's saying, what, what are you doing? You know, what, can't you sell this stuff? And it causes like huge problems. Right. And so I can help those ladies, but it depends on what price they bought it at. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, if they went in and bought from a distributor instead of a manufacturer and they paid too much for the product, there are ways to sell it, but you're not going to make as much money. So there's all kinds of stuff that can go wrong. And I don't want them getting off on the wrong foot because then that's going to have a domino effect on everything. So I think that is one of the most important things. Such great advice. Like, seriously, that is so valuable. I worked in a few boutiques growing up, like when I was in high school and I've seen, you know, product not sell and it becomes a serious issue. And especially when you're brick and mortar or even online boutiques, you have the inventory, you need to turn it over, you know, it only lasts for a certain season, the whole thing. So that's really valuable information. And I, well, and it's money, it's money sitting there. 
I mean, that's my biggest problem. It's a non-interest bearing account, basically. Yeah. So $5,000 sitting there, not making you interest, no, not doing anything for you. So my goal is to teach them to, to have it out the door within 30 days. Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. <laughs> turnover. Like seriously, I'm eating this up. It's so good. Um, because it's really like people don't teach this and many women need to know that going into this industry, like what you're saying, they're just throwing money, you know, and if you don't see it returned, it becomes a lot more, a lot quickly. You know, that's like a total message for a spiral. We talk a lot about energy on this podcast and like, you know, I totally believe money is a form of energy. So what's it saying when it's sitting right there? You know, what are you telling the universe and everything? It's probably not the greatest message to be sending, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm so excited to kind of get into more about your podcast. And I want you to tell the listeners, obviously, where to find your podcast and everything. And I would love to know about your success and kind of how you navigated getting there because it's been amazing to watch on LinkedIn. I'm just loving it. I know. Isn't that great? I just, it was always on my bucket list, right? And so I have multiple coaches. And so one of my coaches back in November said, if you want to get your business to where you want it to be, you have got to get yourself in front of audiences. And of course I panicked because I am, I'm like 50, 50 introvert extrovert, but I don't really particularly like putting myself out there, you know, in front of people. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. I don't, yeah, I don't like to be the center of attention. Funny enough, right? But you see me doing it anyway, right? (laughs) (laughs) So every time that I do a podcast, I kind of have this panic for like an hour before. And it's so funny because I know it's mental. It's like me in my head. And it's so silly. So anyway, she said, okay, so you're gonna have to put yourself out there. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so I actually made a plan for myself to start doing podcasts. And so I hired an agent to work with on the podcasting thing. And one of the ladies I met through that told me, Hey, you should have a podcast. And, and I thought, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's been on my list, but I don't know anything about it. I have no idea what I'm doing. And she said, well, I'll coach you on it. Well, I love coaches now. I mean, since 2019, give me a coach for everything. Like they are amazing. I did not realize what I was capable of. If I had a coach behind me, it's just unbelievable. So I hired a podcast coach and I did what she said. I did everything she said from, I I launched from start to launch. I launched my podcast in 23 days, Wow! including like the creative, the interviews, everything about it in 23 days. What I did then was I shared it in my network and I've started to grow my network. And I always kind of used to keep to myself. And what I've learned in the last, gosh, it's been in the last year, the kind of growth that you can have when you have a big network of people is exponentially bigger than I ever thought it was going to be. What I have accomplished by growing my network was something that I didn't know was possible. Mm 
And I think a podcast is really a cool way to kind of put my message out there that I, I didn't think I was capable of doing yeah. at the time. And, and it was funny too, because looking back, I did my, my boutique by myself without a coach, without anybody helping me. And when I first started, and I think, what could I have done in that first year if I had had coaches behind me? You know, it would have been so much easier. I would have been so much further by now. It is just unbelievable. So my advice to anybody trying to accomplish anything, especially podcasts, is to get out there and network. I mean, I always used to think that was such a silly thing. Grow your network. What in the world? I can do this myself. Yeah. You know, I don't need help. Right. <laughs> but it, it is. It's crazy. And I could not agree more with you. Like, I love that. And I'm actually expanding into like LinkedIn in the next few months to promote my podcast. So to hear you say this is great feedback, you know, because I think we can have networks across multiple platforms, like especially as we're talking like three years in, you know, I've been growing my Instagram for forever. I get a lot of really great podcast leads from that, but I know now I need to expand more, you know, it's just to that point, it's ready to reach the next level audience. And I think that that's such valuable information because even with networking over the past three years, you really have to keep up with those relationships too. And I think so many people don't, you know, and that's where it really doesn't have an impact, but I'm very fortunate to have a great community behind me and you do as well. And I'm sure that that also helps drive it, you know, with your intimate community. And I'm sure they were so excited for the podcast. Oh my gosh. They were more excited than me. And it was like, huh, they're excited about this. I I just, I never even thought, you know, that, that they would be so excited. Like, all of my community. It was unbelievable. The day my podcast launched was like one of the happiest days that I've had since I can remember, just because I was hearing from people how much they loved it. And I thought, oh my gosh, I did not know I had this inside of me to even do. You kind of just have to put yourself out there. Right. And I'd always been scared to do that. And I'm, I guess I'm to the point in my life that I'm like, okay, here I am coaching ladies every single day. You know, you just need to put yourself out there. Right. And here I am. <laughs> I really don't want to do this, but I'm just going to do it anyway. I do. I find that like probably 75% of my days are spent doing stuff that I really kind of maybe uncomfortable doing yeah. because I'm in a growth phase of my business. And I think that anytime that you sense that you're, you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable, that's telling you okay, this is good because you're growing, but you are going to have to go outside your comfort zone. And I found that the more that I do things like that, the easier it gets, but then I'm concerned about what next, right? Yeah. (laughs) If I'm going to get comfortable with this, I know something else is coming that's bigger that I'm going to be uncomfortable about again. Again, (laughs) It's so true. It's like the never ending uphill battle, you know, with yourself. And your brain. It's yeah. terrible, but it's great at the same time because like, like this podcast is called personal development for entrepreneurs. So this is like very fitting that we're kind of always looping back to this arching theme. You know, it really is just about getting uncomfortable. Like 
every day I wake up and I'm uncomfortable with my financial decisions with my new coach investing, you know, and like, it's difficult, but I know I have to do it. Like even hiring this team member for more hours, it's, if I didn't, I would be doing a disjustice to myself and my clients. And now it's I have scary on me. Yeah. Yeah. It is scary. And, and, but it's good to have people to talk to yeah. about it. Right. <laughs> and say, you'll be okay. You know, you just have to do this. You have to do it scared. You know, you yeah. have to be uncomfortable. <sighs> just take a deep breath. You know, it's all in your mind. I mean, if, if there's anything I've learned in like the last five years, it is that your mind is in control of your success. Mm. Totally a hundred percent. The ladies that are in my program that aren't as successful are the ones that don't believe that it will work for them. And I've seen it happen over and over again, or that's one thing they'll, they either believe it or they don't. And whether they do or don't, it's true. Right. And then I've had other ladies that leave the program and I watch them fall, you know, and it's like, I don't know. They didn't think they needed help. Yeah. You know, they don't understand the value of the community. Because once you get out there on your own, it's like, well, okay, you're having a bad day. Who do you talk to? Yeah. You know, you're having a bad day. What if you're feeling like giving up? I've had a few ladies send me messages. I don't think this is for me. Okay, why? Yeah. Well, this, this, or this. Okay, that's temporary. Yeah. Don't give up on your dream because of a temporary feeling. You know, you need those people to pick you up. Yeah. And and to tell you it's going to be okay, you know? So yeah, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my, my peep. I call them my peeps. I'm thankful for my peeps, (laughs) just my peeps, you know, in my life, just the ladies in my life, um, that I have to, to say, Hey, this is really, I'm having a bad day today and, or or even not to talk about it. I'm more like, okay, if I'm having a bad day, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to go have a conversation that's going to make me happy. That way I forget about it. Right. Cause you know, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Like literally where I'm at right now, I feel like we needed to have this conversation. Like seriously, this is so meant to be because I was feeling the same way this morning. It's like taxes, investments, like, you know, when you're going all Mm -hmm. in, you're going all in like, and you have to go all in to make it like, and I know all of this. So it's like, once you have the awareness too, it's, it really is like looking you in the face. And if you don't make the right decision, you know, you just fucked yourself literally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I had one coach. Now I have one, two, three, four, five. I have five coaches now. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine, you know, coaches aren't cheap, right? Right. So you can imagine. Right. Like that's the other part of this. Like, and that's what I want our listeners to hear too, because you really cannot make it like without someone that you see doing it too. And like, I look up to my coaches and I'm like, they're paving the way, you know, they see the vision and there's something really nice about that energetic exchange too. It's like, Ooh, I feel that, 
you know, when you're on the mm-hmm. call with them. And it starts to progress you much faster, even just by the education that they're giving, the conversations. And I think that that's such great advice, how you said you'll shift out of it with like a different conversation or get your head back in the game, you know, because our mind works in crazy ways. It tries to distract us or pull us down a rabbit hole, you know. And yeah, keep- you can't can't go there. You can't let it spiral. Yeah. So I literally, I start having a negative feeling. I'm at, I'm doing something. I'm like working at reaching out to somebody, yeah. just starting trying to have a conversation because you can't let that plant itself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's such great advice. And our last question, you know, which we already kind of touched on, but I just want, I ask this almost every you know, guests that we have on. So what is a challenge that you face in business or life if you're comfortable sharing and how did it just totally change your mindset? You know, I feel like we've definitely touched on this, but if you have something specific that comes to mind. Um, let's see. One of the, the key turning points in my life was when we had to take bankruptcy. Yeah. And reflecting back on that situation and just thinking how horrible it was. First of all, being thankful that it was gone, that it's over and everything has fallen to the way, you know, to the wayside. But just thinking about like at the very beginning of that situation, like when we first purchased that business. Yeah we had one goal in mind and that was making money. We wanted to make more money. And so we purchased those businesses with the sole reason being to make more money. Mm -hmm. And I learned from that, that you cannot make life choices based on just money. Money cannot rule. You have, it has to be about people. And if I could go back and just tell myself that I would have saved myself so much grief, you know, you cannot do stuff just for the money. You cannot work just for the paycheck. You cannot open a business just to be a millionaire because it has to be, it has to be deeper than that, or you're not going to be successful. And I found everything I've done since then, when I focused on the people and on helping people, everything else falls into place. But if I start to go back to focusing on money, which I'm a numbers person, so it's really hard because I'm always like, oh, I got to hit these numbers. You know, it's more of a game to me Me now. Like, okay, let's see if we can hit that number, you know, but I don't revolve my decisions around those numbers. It's more long-term growth. Like how do you build the relationship? Mm -hmm. And if you work on the relationship, the money will come. And so it scares me now because when I see people posting things, you know, in Facebook groups and and it's all money focused, um, like I want to be a millionaire. Yeah. I feel like just telling them, you know, you really need to work on your mindset before you do anything or you're going to be in some serious trouble. Yeah. So that that's the one thing, like the turning point, I would say, um, the big, you know, I could go back and kick myself, you know, but that wouldn't help anything. I think that I've, I've learned a lot from the situation, but it was very expensive. It was seven yeah. figures expensive to learn that lesson. 
gosh, <laughs> you know what? It's, it's amazing. Cause like, I feel like it's meant to be that you're sharing this, you know, like I need to hear this. So many people need to hear this. They solely get into business for the exact same reason you guys did, you know, and thank mm-hmm. you so much again for being vulnerable and sharing because there are so many lessons to learn in what you just said. And I know firsthand, it's the same thing. Like when I focus on even myself, like rest, then the money comes. Or like if I focus on my clients and building that relationship, the money comes. It's like so weird how it starts to really play out for you when you focus on the right thing, you know? It's true. I've seen it happen time and time again. It is unbelievably true. You can still have your money goals. Cause I, I went back and forth on that. Like, is it okay for me to say I want to hit these numbers or does that make me too money focused? Sure. So I feel like you need to have those many goals, but you need to never, ever forget that the relationship is first. Totally. Not the buck. I just got really deep there. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Like, Uh, this is what we talk about on this podcast. Like, thank you so much because that hit home for me. And I think it also explains why I invest with certain people. Like I don't invest in coaches that only talk about revenue. I used to when I first started mm-hmm. business and I never got, you know, what I had wanted out of those coaches because they were so revenue driven. And then I really had to ask myself, is it even about the money? You know, like in mm-hmm. the end, does that really even matter? Like I have everything that I want, you know, like look at how, abundant I am right now today, you know, and it really is more about the relationships, especially when you have the passion. Yeah. And I think that helps too with the bad days, you know, absolutely. (laughs) If you can Mm -hmm. get back to that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And can you tell our listeners how to get in touch with you? I'm sure they'll have questions and want to connect. So what's the best way for them to do that? Um, They can find me at she crushes ecom. That's my podcast on iTunes. And then onlineboutiquecoaching.com is where they can find my bootcamp for five bucks. And that's a five day bootcamp where I go through all the beginning pieces of starting an online boutique. So um, thousands of ladies have gone through bootcamp. It's one of my most popular products. So gosh, that's amazing. Congratulations. I love to hear that. And we'll have everything linked below too. If you guys missed any of that, we'll have all the links below and thank you so much for coming on. And again, for vulnerability, it was an amazing episode. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you so much for listening to the end in mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.